Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. I'm now for, uh, so you think you're an adult, uh, or delighted to say, Barbara and Declan join us once again. Good afternoon to you both. Hello. Hello there, how's Hello. it going? There you are, yes, uh, Barbara's uh, r- remote uh, uh, to us today, but, you know, she usually is. She's, she's in the studio as well. Yeah, yeah, she is, yeah. Uh, right, so. <laughs> Don't start, <laughs> just because I'm not there. Don't start. Uh, right, here's, uh, here's the first question. My brother and I were jointly bequeathed my aunt's cottage when she passed away earlier this year. We were both so chuffed and grateful to receive this very unexpected gift from our wonderful auntie that we said we would enjoy it together without any formal arrangement necessary. <laughs> you can guess what happens next. However, things are not going according to plan. My brother and his family have spent a lot of time uh, in the past few months in the cottage and as his wife can work remotely and the kids have been on holidays. I'm single. I don't have any children. I've spent one weekend in the cottage with some of my friends. Now my brother and his wife are slowly planting the idea that they might make a permanent move there. And I'm finding myself in a very tricky situation. It suits their family needs, but I feel I would be missing out. I just don't know how to manage this without ruining our relationship. Barbara. <laughs> First of all, can I just say to this person, I'm so jealous. Imagine being left yeah. a cottage in the countryside. Yeah. I was mm. like, that would be my dream. Oh, a load of my dreams all coming true in one time. So I'm very jealous and they're very lucky and all the rest of it. Anyway, um, I mean, there's a couple of things here. The first thing I'd like to know is um, I presume from the letter that this woman does want to spend more time in the cottage, um, you know, and I'm wondering... Has she tried to go down there herself and the brother said, sorry, we're using it this weekend? Um, Or has she just sat back and done nothing? Because I have a feeling she's just kind of sat back. And now the realisation is dawning on her that the brother's kind of taken this whole thing and running away with it, uh, so to speak. I also think, though, that she's probably a victim of the kind of thinking that comes up regularly on on this slot of like, Abitur, you're single and you're into your career and you're always working. And sure, you wouldn't want to be lost in the middle of nowhere for a weekend in the country. So like what odds is it to you which isn't fair um so if if it is a case and i'm assuming it is that she really does want to go down there every other weekend or you know or you know a fair a fair a fair bit of the time then she's got to tell him that and they have got to put an arrangement in place whether it's one month on and one month off or every other weekend or whatever way they work it out there has to be an arrangement made and because i think somebody out you know probably the brother is assessing her um need and her uh, desire to be there without her input um as regards the second point, which is the brother thinking of making it a permanent home, well, I mean, then it's very clear, as far as I'm concerned, if that's what he wants to do, then he has to buy her out, and only mm. with her agreement. She has to agree to 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 sell to sell to him, um, and m- maybe that would suit her that she can do whatever she wants then with with the money that she would get. But again, you know, as so often happens in this slot, it's the lack the lack of mm. direct open, clear, honest communication and people assuming things and then other people being afraid to confront people in case they hurt their feelings or cause a row. We need to be far less afraid of having a bit of a row. Um, you know, uh, it shouldn't get to that, but we need to we need to stop being afraid to have honest conversation and that seems to be what, what's going on here. This shouldn't ruin a relationship and, you know, the ability to sit down and actually hammer out what it is that each of them want and then come up with some kind of system that works for everybody. Yeah, it's it's a funny thing, but I, I kind of get the impression maybe Declan that this person wants to be able to use the cottage yeah, a bit themselves. I think that's what Barbara kind of touched on that there. I think the, the problem is, is that uh, the brother 
with his family kind of got in there first and they've almost kind of them, made themselves the, the sitting tenants, you know, and they, and they, they <laughs> with all the rights that come with that. Um, and she's been for, you know, for quiet and peace. She's decided not to be, to be vocal about that. Again, the, the end result is, you know, if the brother and the family end up wanting to be there, they can only really do that with her say so. She mm, either yeah. lets them have it or she gets bought out or, uh, yeah, they're the only ways I can see that happening. Um, I, if she doesn't want that to happen, she's perfectly within her rights to, to, to assert her, her property rights because, you know, her aunt left it to both of them. They either make it work, in, you know, individually for both of them or else it's kind of like uh, like that story in the Bible where King Solomon says, you know, cut the baby in half kind of thing. You, you can't cut the guy in half. Well, maybe, maybe you can. <laughs> oh, yeah, I I, I, I'm unfamiliar with that story. <laughs> Would I make in a baby sandwich or something? Yeah, there's a story about the two. Ah, Bible. The, the the two mothers fighting over a baby and right. King Solomon says, you know, well, if you, you, you both want, you want the baby, we'll cut the baby in half. And then one mother goes, no, you have the baby, you're the mother. And then he gives it to her because obviously she's the real mother because she wasn't willing to cut the baby in half. Um, that's not particularly a relevant yeah. story now that I go the whole way okay. through it. Um, so you're saying they could cut the cottage in half? Yeah, maybe with a <laughs> half door or something. Um, no, I think, look, the, the bottom line here is, is, that, is that the aunt left them an asset. The asset, you know, that's, what it is if they cash their chips in it has a it has a market price other than that it's a lovely little cottage in Connemara that the the aunt probably thought they just use you know and maybe maybe the sister believed that the cottage represented a kind of a integration of the family in some way that it just meant that they'd be more like a family and she doesn't want to go down the line of like well I have rights in this situation mm. as well um, and she, she can see how that would make things not the way she would like it to be in terms of a relationship but unfortunately the brother seems to be kind of a bit heavy handed about this you know and I don't know exactly how they're the, the, the um, putting the idea out there that they might move down there permanently can happen as a conversation without getting into the area yeah. where she owns half of the, the property. So I don't know how that's happening, but she needs to be a bit more assertive and say, look, um, you know, I would like to use the cottage on a, on a more regular basis if that's what she wants. If indeed she doesn't, then she should just say, you know, well, buy me out. If it is a case that she just wants to be able to be part of the, the family in some way, because maybe that's what's going on, really, that she doesn't want to be kind of mm-hmm. edged out. Um, then she's in an awkward situation because she, she, she needs to be around them. And I th- look, I think at the bottom line, like Barbara said, it can't get to the part where the, 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 she's in there unless she actually says, I want to stay in the cottage some yeah. days a week. It could be that the brother like, or the brother's family are using the kind of, we have children, what do your barren ovaries need yeah, for? Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. yeah, I think that's really, and I think there's a power, there's a power uh, inequality, I think very often in these conversations because the brother has his wife and he has the children and mm. she's just her on her own. And I think there's a kind of almost a subliminal subconscious kind of thing as, well, we would use the cottage more. We'd get more value out of it, you know, because we'd go and take the kids <laughs> to the beach every day. And, you know, there's four of us. There's only You're one singing you. to my choir there, Barbara. Yeah. No, I really do. I know. I really do think that that is. So it's very hard for the one person on their own to go, hang on, like I'm an equal party in this. 
this discussion. I'm not some kind of, you know, half or quarter uh, element of this. I think, um, I, so I kind of get where she she is. She's finding it a little bit difficult, but she does have to assert herself. And I think it's a case of like she should start slow. If if her her, her you know play the long game. I'm using the I'm using the cottage this weekend, the third weekend in August. I'm bringing down Chloe and my other friend Bernie, and that's what's happening. And Chloe and Bernie are wrecked the place. You know that. <laughs> you know what they need. <laughs> But you know, the other thing is, the other thing which I think is really important here, because it can be difficult to get Chloe and Bernie and everybody available at the same weekend. Mm. I mean, even if she just wants to go down and read a book and stay in bed for the weekend, she doesn't have to have a gathering of people to go with her. If she is half owner of the cottage, she can go down there and not get up for the whole weekend if that's what she wants to do on her own. Um, So I don't think she should feel there has to be a big event about her going to use it. She should be able to use it whenever she wants, you know, with, with, with in consultation with the brother. Yeah. Now, a few uh, comments on this. Uh, one texter says that woman needs to be strong. If the brother and his wife are thinking of moving there and have not asked her about it, then they are likely to blame her if she disrupts their move. And there's two of them. And you know how the world works. If there's a majority of people wrong, they're actually right. Uh, she needs to be firm. Uh, Maura says, I hate nothing more than this sort of subtle coercion. That's what it is. He's banking on you to be, to be weak. Don't yeah. back down, calling him out on his behaviour. But Michael says... I'm going to say it now clearly. If you're not going to move into the cottage, don't fight this. Don't worry about you being correct. Forget all that and just let him buy you out uh, of the arrangement before it ruins your relationship. Speaking from experience, uh, well, says Michael. Yeah. Meaning like there's always that in Ireland, he, they'll go all John B. Keane in each other's yeah, ass, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and someone else says, I never understood the conclusion people draw from that Solomon story. It's odd that the point of it is to glorify the wisdom of the guy whose solution to the dispute was to saw baby in half. <laughs> That's also an excellent point, it should be said. It's a test. (laughs) Uh, My mom has been widowed for 15 years, uh, but has only recently started dating. She's been seeing a man of her own vintage now for about three months. And myself and my siblings are really delighted to see her with a companion. However, over the past month or so, she started asking me more and more questions about intimate things, which I just find so utterly cringe and uncomfortable. She has asked me about lingerie, shaving. She's even told me in unnecessary detail about her newfound sex life. At first it was supportive and encouraging, but now she talks about sex in a way that you wouldn't hear on Love Island. (laughs) Uh, And I just don't know how to deal with it without bursting her bubble. I think it's very interesting that someone of a certain point, if they start going out with somebody... It's a companion. Yeah. No one wants to think about sex uh, past a certain point. They used to use that word about, about elderly gay men as well. It's like, you know, Lord Fauntleroy and his companion Morris. Um, look, this is a really, this is a difficult one for me because on one level I'm going, you know, go Bridie, you know, you found yeah. your, your, you know, your second wind. And I also want to be kind of, what's the expression? I want to be kind of sex positive in the sense that, you know, having conversations with adults about, you know, sexual things should be fair enough. Now, I guess when it gets into your family and, we, you know, especially with your mother, you have a certain thing. But I think at the end of the day, like, it depends on how she's bringing the conversation up and who she else she has to speak to about these Probably, issues. Because yeah. they're the, that's the kind of odds you're playing. You're playing a situation where your mom, who has been kind of out of the game for a long time, is probably nervous and uncomfortable and, and probably doesn't yeah. have that many people who she could confide in, is talking to you as an adult because she trusts you and... 
you know, but but then again, some people then kind of go the extra bit. They kind of enjoy the conversation <laughs> and then it gets a bit too too much information. So in that instance, I, I'm interested to know what this uh, writer's general relationship is like with her mother and also what the mother is like in general. Is she a very kind of sharing every piece of personal information and is that just her personality? Um, and also when the conversations did come up, how did she respond? Because, OK, you ask somebody something uh, and you, if you find it uncomfortable, you can give them the answer while simultaneously signalling that you're not comfortable with mm, giving them that. Yeah. And then they can get both the information they require and the tacit understanding not to come there again, you know, mm. whatever. Um, so I don't know how you've handled the, the, the conversations in the past. Are you telling your mother that this has too much information? Uh, you know, or, or do you know under, underneath it all that she doesn't have any, anywhere else to go? Um but at the end of the day, I'm still back down to a go brighty, you know. You yeah, know, live your life. Yeah, Barbara, uh, is it go brighty or ooh brighty? Yeah, no, I, I can't even. Or I ridey brighty, as we should call it. Ridey brighty. I don't know why she's called feckin' brighty. I don't know how old this woman is, but like, hello. Tidy brighty now. Oh God. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think Declan has more or less hit the nail on the head with that recourse to the Bible, which yeah, is a relief. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I do think there's kind of two things here. Um, I think the first thing is the kind of practical, operational kind of stuff that mm. Bridie might wanted a bit of a steer on, you know, about the lingerie and about the, you know, the intimate grooming or whatever else. Uh, even though I think all of that is absolute nutter baloney. Um, you know, she may just have wanted to feel confident. And so, you know, she was asking her daughter, as, as Declan said, whom she trusts about stuff like that. And I think the daughter got that. And I think that was fine. Um, but the second is kind of going into the glorious technicolor detail and minutiae of your, your your sex life, which I don't think no matter who what your relationship is with the other person that any of us really want to hear. Mm. You know, not the not the you know the broad brush strokes and the kind of general <laughs> overview is fine. Did you say brush strokes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. Sorry, too much information there. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah, I realized as soon as that came out, I was like, oh god. No, um, I can broad, see your face, They're broad, broad. <laughs> brush strokes yeah <laughs> but what I would say what I would say is like I'm just wondering if Bridie is kind of looking for I mean to, for the daughter to make sure that Bridie in telling her all this stuff isn't kind of looking for a kind of validation perhaps that again I'm going down weird side roads here but uh, the, a validation that what she's you know experiencing is okay or normal or something like that I don't know but I mean you know I would just I would be terrified of closing the door on Bridie's ability to ask a question yeah, when she might exactly. need to ask a question yeah. uh, but, other th- but other than that as long as you're confident that you're keeping that door open I think the daughter and I mean I would say this if it was if it was anybody else like even your best mate I don't really want to know the the, the, the ins and outs boom boom um, <laughs> of you know detail of your sex life um, and so I think it's she'd be well within her rights to say you know yeah grand that that's too much information now Matt you know you can you mm. can hold on there and not go any further uh, but I say making sure that 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 Bridie can ask the questions um, on specifics if she needs to 
Yeah. And I thought with I YouTube riding. tutorials. Yeah, YouTube I, yeah tutorials. I get the impression this woman is just kind of giddy. She probably may yeah. have got a point that's, in life she never thought is what happened That's kind to her. of what I was picking up of it as much. She's, and yeah. that's why I meant I'm happy for Bridie because I'm kind of mm. going, she's found her second wind. It's all like, oh, I never thought this would happen. <laughs> and it's all kind of like, and she wants to share it, but she's trying to, keeping it within, you know, her, her you know, intimate group of people. She's not, you know, putting it up online and she's not, so there is still a discretion there. I, I still think, you know, good for her. You know, I, I, yeah, Bridie's probably yeah. feeling the best she's felt yeah, in a long exactly. time. Yeah, you know? and I mean, she's in the first, the first flush of a new relationship, yeah, and they're obviously having sex morning, noon, and night, and it's great. And yeah. you know, she's obviously just thrilled with herself. And yeah, go Bridie. Yeah, you should ask Mammy for a few tips there, uh, our <laughs> correspondent. You. Uh, you are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. Uh, we do have to take a break. Coming up after that break, what should I do about my wife emasculating me? What does the Bible say about yeah, it? Okay. 53106 is our text number. You are listening to the Moncrief Show on Newstalk. Barbara and Declan are, are still with us uh, in relation to uh, uh, that uh, brewing dispute over that cottage. Uh, Blaze says, if the two people who have been left the cottage weren't brother and sister, say they were cousins, he wouldn't be trying to usurp his sister's right uh, to her share of the inheritance. Jay says, I suggest that that woman should consult with a solicitor, without telling her brother that she's doing this, uh, to talk about her options in relation to the cottage. Uh, Brian says, your woman should take Barbara with her. Uh, she has never struck yes. this listener as being afraid of an argument. Uh, there you go, Barbara. There you go, Barbara. There. Uh, and, you might get a, and you might get a nice weekend out yeah. of it with Bernie and the other one, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm all open for those kind of offers. Uh, uh, Laura says on the uh, question of the mother who's uh, got a new companion, uh, my, uh, myself and my mother never spoke like this when I was a teenager, but I've actually found it quite liberating and funny to have gone there now that I'm in my 40s. It kind of feels like the final end of her viewing me as a teenager. Mm. Graham says, ah, come on, this is standard parenting. I've known since my dad started wearing a bandana when I was a teenager that nothing is more important <laughs> or enjoyable to a parent than to embarrass their children. Yeah, the yeah. bandana is beyond the pale. Uh, no matter about imagining your parents having sex, but they're wearing bandanas when they're doing it. Uh, typical Irish prudishness when it comes to sex. Get down and dirty in the conversation, uh, says this texter, but with a question mark. Uh, on the subject of Solomon, uh, I prefer the Simpsons version of that Bible story where Marge and another female character are arguing over a pie in front of King Homer. Homer's solution is death to both women. I will eat the pie. Uh, indeed. Wow. Uh, right. That's uh, dark. That's dark. Uh, my wife of one year constantly emasculates me. We moved in together for the first time after we got married because we are practising Christians. She has a toolbox. Wow. Practising Christians. You're going to love this <laughs> one. Day. Uh, she has a toolbox and often uses it to taunt me about how awful I am at fixing things around the house. She loves gardening and is into carpentry and I'm a writer and I tend to run away from anything like that. It all came to a head last week when there was an unusual noise in our garden in the middle of the night and she asked me to go and check it out and I was genuinely afraid to so she went instead. It was just a fox in heat. Uh, but the next day, how did you know it was in heat? But uh, the next day she said she found my timidity unattractive. She wants me to do something about it, like do a DIY course or join a gym or something else she thinks is manly. I'm not that keen on the prospect. I just don't know what to do. Oh, wow. Barbara. 
<laughs> okay. Um, obviously, Declan's going to be the expert here. But, Why? Uh, so I'll, I'll keep my answer because you're always lecturing everybody about oh, cultural lecturing. norms and all that. Yeah, you do. <laughs> anyway, um, okay. So the first thing that jumps out at me about this uh, about this letter is that I'd really like to know what this guy is actually good at, other than writing, and what he's bringing to the running of a house. Um, I mean. She he lists that she has a toolbox and that she likes carpentry and that she likes gardening. But I presume she doesn't earn her living doing any of that. He mentions he's a writer and runs away from anything like that, which kind of makes me go runs away from like what hard work um, around the house or now or is he doing all the cooking and the cleaning? Um, In which case, that's absolutely fine. I mean. The, the, the kind of perceived in inverted commas wisdom that men are good at DIY and women are great at cooking and cleaning toilets is clearly nonsense mm. and not true. And I'm all for not sticking to gendered roles, but there has to be an equality in the sharing of tasks, especially in running a house. And I would like to know what he, being a creative and a writer and all that, what he is actually doing. As for getting up in the middle of the night to check out a noise, I've been that soldier who's Pumped. My my husband doesn't actually admit that he won't. He doesn't really want to go down because he's a bit scared. He just pretends he can't hear me or feel me kick him or thump him or whatever. <laughs> um, and so I have been that person who's gone downstairs to check the noise, usually not realizing how stupid that was until I realized it wasn't anything uh, very much to, to worry about. But I do think that you know the obvious solution there is the two of them get up and go and face whatever demon mm. is in their garden. In this case, a fox together. Like I I have a feeling that this fella. Is kind of taken. He's taken the the easy road, and he thinks it's the high road. Um, and I'm not sure that that's altogether right. Now I'm, I'm dying to hear what Declan says about this because you know, I mean, gendered roles are cultural, as is our perception as of what is manly and what is womanly. So he definitely doesn't need to go to a gym or a DIY class to prove that he's a man. But he does need to do his equal share around the house. Sure, absolutely. Uh, uh, taunts me with her toolbox. Is that like code for something? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't understand that. So maybe Declan can shed some light on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, yeah, okay. I, I accept what Barbara says completely about, um, you know, equality in a relationship and... and um, both parties or more if you're one of those polyamorous crew and um, bring in, you know, your... Toolboxes. Yes, yeah. your toolbox to, yeah. to the disaster scene. Um, however, that's not what this problem is really about. This guy is is telling us that his wife is like, you know, taunting him with her toolbox, but more literally is is telling him that he is, he is not a man, is what she's mm. saying to him. You are not a man because of what you do. And I want you to be a different kind of person because my vision of what a man is is somebody who does what I'm doing and I'm a woman. And so there's a there's a hypocrisy going on in yeah, there. Absolutely. Where, which she doesn't seem to see, which is that she should be, you know, in her high heels and, you know, being quiet. Um, as Saint Paul would have said in the New Testament that <laughs> women <laughs> <laughs> should be should, seen and not heard. Uh, should, yes, exactly. <laughs> so, um, you know, and as a Christian, she should know that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
I, I think the irony is that, you know, for women to gain equality and to loosen the strictures of kind of forced stereotypes, they have to also allow men to do the same thing. And that's how the equality of the situation oh actually will, will come around. Um, oh my God. Well, that's a fact, Barbara, because every, uh, stereotypical actions are stereotypical actions. If you don't... Yeah, but she's not being stereotypical. She's doing the toolbox at the garden and the DIY. And that's grand. My, my big problem here is that he hasn't told us what he did. I think if he was really worried about being emasculated, he would have said, and I do this, like, and I do that, and I do the other. No, and maybe, just he's, I don't maybe do t- he's actually enlightened he enough to not care. Maybe he's en- no. enlightened enough to not care about that. But what he's actually talking about is a, is a um, low-key to, to mid-key abusive kind of tone coming out of his wife about who he is and his identity. And but I that's think- his, that's a handy way for him avoiding doing half his share. And we all know that women still do the vast majority of jobs around and, uh, well, you the are, uh, In fairness, you are inferring <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we don't know whether he does or he doesn't. No, we uh, don't. But and I'm he sounds like he a sensible kind of intelligent guy who. And, um, and plenty of men are like that. You know, it's like, you know, a couple of things just pop into my head is the guys who don't like playing rugby or soccer or whatever, and they, yeah. they like to read books, you know, and they, they get emasculated. It does, that has nothing to do with household chores. That's to do with stereotypes Declan, about what a man is versus what an actual male human is doing. Yeah, but they generally get more emasculated by other men than by women. Nah, yeah, but nah. not in this case, it seems. No, I actually. No, but I mean, again, I, mean, I think true. it's a handy way for him to shift the focus. And as I say, I think if he was really genuinely felt emasculated, he would have told us what he does, which is why he doesn't doesn't have to go to a DIY class or he doesn't have to take out the toolbox or he doesn't have to run into the garden to check the foxes. There are plenty of relationships um, where, where people are in very contented, happy uh, relationships where the roles are so stereotypical that they, they might come out of a 1950s absolutely. kind of drama. And, you know, she does all the cooking, she's sweeping underneath his feet as he's yeah. having a pipe and a, and a drink and all that kind of stuff and they're both completely happy because they're happy with those roles yep what's happening here is that the, the, is that the woman is expressing her dissatisfaction with the way the roles are, are, are being portrayed within their relationship she's not happy with what he's doing she seems I, I give her her props for actually having a toolbox and knowing what to do with it that's amazing good for you girl but to tell him that's that's not, amazing not did you say that's no, amazing no I mean it's amazing you did like, I don't mean it's like you I don't said mean that's amazing I didn't mean that it's not understandable or, or it's it's you know it's un, unheard of what I mean is no. it's good for her to be like so enlightened as to do that but to not have the same enlightenment about his personality is That's why I suspect that he that she is actually uh, because of the fact that she has embraced if you like traditionally in inverted commas masculine things like DIY and that I don't necessarily I'm not convinced that she wants him to be manly I'm convinced that she no I'm not convinced but I suspect that she just actually wants him to pull his weight a bit more and I suspect that he's actually using the being the intelligent writer that he is using the whole like oh she's emasculating me she's making out I'm not manly to hide the fact that he's not doing his fair share and I think if he was doing his fair share he would have told us that and he didn't or maybe that she's a lesbian and he's gay and they just need to break up Uh, yeah (laughs) 
That's what I was thinking. Beard Central there. Uh, oh, there. for God's sake! Just because she has a toolbox, <laughs> she's now a lesbian. Oh <laughs> my God! Do you know sometimes I'm way more like the new two. Uh, way more one than you two. Is allowed to say it. Few comments on that. Uh, see, I was right. Bardra lives for the RG Bargy, says Brian. Uh, oh God, that practicing Christian guy needs to get away from that woman. I'm good at DIY, and I'm a timber frame engineer. My husband is a primary school teacher and doesn't know how to change a plug head. Yeah. But I know all of this before we got married and I'm 100% okay Good with point. that because I don't need some toxic masculinity in my life and my husband is a Sorry. true gent and still manly. His wife's yep. view was a bit ridiculous but then again they didn't live together before yeah. they got married. Uh, Eamon says this emasculated man needs to stand up for himself and say no! Tell her his toolbox is bigger uh, to each their own. And why do some women insist that men should investigate any and all sounds? It could be dangerous. Uh, Not all sounds need investigation. Uh, This is the exact, another text says, is the exact toxic masculinity issue we've been talking about from your one. I assume that's you, Barbara. uh, Thanks very much. Uh, Kieran says, uh, this fat man needs to do only one masculine thing. Uh, and that masculine thing is to stand up to her and tell her where to go with her suggestion. She needs to you accept know what really, who she is. Do you know what I'm really interested in? That none of neither of you said that's actually what would be you know very masculine if we're doing that is to actually do your fair share around the house. Yeah, that's very new man and very kind of woke and very everything else. And I suspect he's not doing that. I wasn't reinforcing gender typical roles no. because I think no, she's no, not no, no, no. Well, another text says Barbara is making a massive assumption there. Why wouldn't your man be making the dinner? That's just because most of them don't. That's just prejudice, <laughs> says this text. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Barbara. Uh, once again, saying <laughs> yeah, probably should have figured that out before he got married, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, that's yeah, the one. I bet they didn't even do the course. You should have done yeah. the course. Yeah. Okay, we'll do one more. Uh, a long time, okay. a long time friend of mine has been mad for us to head out lately. She's been booking meals left, right, and centre and order us to go for a couple of drinks. I've been bringing my boyfriend as he's happened to be in town at the same time. But I can't help but feel that there's a chemistry between my friend and my boyfriend. We were all friends from college and I have a gut feeling they secretly got together then. But I don't want to make it an extra uncomfortable by asking. They were uh, very at, at ease with physical interaction, giggle together when they're out. And he seems keen to join us if he knows she's going to be there. I've tried not inviting him, but she always asks me where he is. As they're, so, uh, as they're friends. I can't exactly lie about his whereabouts. I'm worried I'm reading too much into this, but I'm convinced there's something there between them. And I have to admit, I'm concerned they'd act on it. What should I do? Oh. <clears throat> um, look, the, the bottom line is, is that reading other people's intentions into a situation that you don't know anything about is always a stupid thing to do. It's dangerous and it's a waste of your time because you, you actually don't know what people think until they tell you. Um, I, I don't know whether your boyfriend and your friend got together while in college. Or, or what I do know is that he's ended up with you, which means that somebody somewhere made a decision. So either you have him hostage or he has decided that he likes you better than her for now. So I'm going to suggest that... You for know, now. Yeah, for now. That you don't kind of rattle this cage by becoming this really insecure um imagination heavy person uh, th- the reality of it is is that your friend and he might just have a platonic relationship maybe it's because they've already done that deed and they no longer have that frisson and that they're just comfortable with each other that's a great thing to do it's nice to have friends who, who are friends with your partner that's a good thing and you know looking for a kind of a danger there mm. is, is I just think that's it's a bit um, 
it's a bit old school. It's a bit like, you know, men on one side of the room, women on the other side of the room because you can't be trusted with each other. And you I, can't lock him up anyway. I assume this person <laughs> yeah. has his phone number. So, you know, if they're well, going to do the it, they're going to do it. I mean, exactly. They don't need you as a conduit if they already know each other. So why do they need to come to the pub with you there in order to have their kind of flirty friendship time? Yeah. Barbara, are they doomed? Uh well, yeah, I would take a slightly uh, a different view from Declan on this one. Um, she has said that she's convinced there's something going on uh, between them. Um, and I always think women have fairly good gut instincts and very often are very good at kind of, um, what's the word, you know, going on their Intuiting. instincts. Intuitive, that's the word I'm looking for. Thank you so much. But like, again, go back to what I said on the very first problem. For God's sake, life is short. Why don't you just ask him? Ask him, were they, were they together before? Like, if you're both together now, I think that's a quite a reasonable question to say, mm. Did you and her get together in college? Why are people afraid of that? They either did or they didn't. And it's better that she knows. And if she knows, that doesn't mean that he, as Declan said, is going to go back to her. It just means that they did. And it possibly could explain why they feel quite comfortable around yeah. each other. And, you know, they have that kind of, I suppose, ease. intimacy isn't the yeah. right word, but that connect, that ease with each other. Yeah. But I, I don't see why you wouldn't ask. I don't understand that because I think pretending, you know, if you have a gut instinct and something is worrying you, I think in pretending that it's not and not dealing with it is actually never a good idea so I would ask him straight up I think you know if, if you've got a good healthy relationship he will tell you straight up it was before he was with you so what's the big deal mm-hmm. um, then after that obviously you know uh, you'll know and it may ex- you, you, sh- you shouldn't jump to the conclusion that he's going to go back to her because then I agree with Declan he's with you at the minute so but I think knowing that they were together might help you to understand how they are so at ease with each other now yeah but don't not ask the difficult question. I think that's a recipe for disaster. And if you know that question, it kind of leads into another question of, you know, how are you better now? It's, I mean, I agree. Yeah. I think it should all be kind of pushed out in, into a more open space. And actually, probably the fact that she's so uh, uncertain about asking the question is actually what's feeding her insecurity. Yeah, that's exactly. making the whole thing worse. So she just, you know, she just needs to do the, find yeah. out, ask. Yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Not, still an awful lot of comment about the emasculated husband uh, and oh uh, the wife I'm in the more trouble. Including that woman should <laughs> F off at her toolbox. Uh, and uh, Sinead on, on Twitter says uh, they're, they're both in the closet. Well, obviously she built the closet. Uh, that's the important <laughs> yeah. point there. Barbara and Declan, thank you both uh, very much. You are listening to The Moncrief Show on News Talk. We'll take a break after that. Six years in the care of Al-Qaeda. Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again.